are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 5th of October. Donovan Mitchell, Gordon Hayward, always topics people like to talk about. Plus a run through the preseason takeaways, a Western Conference Look about some early preseason notes and the Culture Code interview with the thoughtful Ricky Rubio. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. Today's show is a ton of news and notes and little tidbits on things that are going on around the NBA. This is Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky little numbers. You can get it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or tell your smart speaker to play podcasts Locked on Jazz. All right, update. I'm working on this every day. Uh, and I probably, if I was doing this better, I would just wait to tell you about it at the very end. But instead, I'm just kind of continually working on it, getting great help from people in our organization. So here's last night I was able to listen to the Rockets radio because I have League Pass. But on the jazz end of things, if you want to listen through your home speaker, I believe as of right now, you need to tell it to play 1280 The Zone and get that stream. Okay. So you'll have to go 1280 The Zone and get that stream instead. That's the latest update um, I have for you on the how to get the Jazz broadcast. We're trying to see what the length and maybe on the app, the Utah Jazz app will work for you as well uh, and give you uh, that, and we're trying to figure out what the range is. So you can either, just for the Jazz... You can use the app, and I think we have extended range. Hopefully the whole state of Utah, we're trying to find out. If you want to use your smart speaker, it's 1280 The Zone. I'll keep updating you on this. It's what I'm working on uh, right now. But you can play around with it tonight and see what you find uh, as well. It is Locked on Jazz. Let's get this show going. It's brought to you today by Murdoch Hyundai, as well as my good friend and official real estate agent of the Locked on Pod. No, I don't know. Devin Cash of Equity Real Estate. He's been with us from the very beginning. We love Devin. By the way, I just got to share. I just looked to my right. The clouds lifted. There's snow on the top of Park City today. It is really gorgeous this morning. It has got all the fall colors with a gray, daunting cloud layer on one side of my, from where I am, and the other side, it's it's got the sun trying to peek through the clouds and all the colors, and then a new color of white today. How cool is that? Kind of love it. All right, let me get a quick two or three thoughts out there. Um, just kind of some quick hitters today. Um, getting a lot of people that are asking me. Great show yesterday, by the way. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm getting a lot of people that are asking me about Donovan and his preseason play. And this, he's been fine. And I think that what we're going to see is kind of a bunch of things here. One, Donovan's never gotten ready for an NBA season off an NBA season before, so he's still going through things for the first time. Two, I don't think we remember Donovan ever missing a shot. And so to some extent, I think, you know, we're kind of, you know, at that point, we're like, well, he never misses a shot. Every time he misses, we're surprised. And it's the preseason, so I don't think he's going to really go off for 50. But it's, you know... We, we think he's supposed to score every time also. Um, I do not buy the narrative 
out there that says, well, teams have really glued into Donovan. Now, eh, they were glued into Donovan last year by the time he go went and torched New Orleans. Like, people knew at that point. And that was early. I mean, you know, Rodney was out of the starting lineup, and by December 1st, everyone knew Donovan was the show. No, no NBA team was coming into a game unprepared for Donovan. So I'm not buying that, by the way, just to make sure we're perfectly clear. Um, He's icing his foot afterwards, but guys ice everything in this league all the time. So I'm not particularly concerned about that. I think I always laugh with my buddies that we're 40-some-odd years old, go on these long mountain bikes, and then just move on with our days. And these guys are 24 years old, and they're world-class athletes, and they ice after everything they do. Maybe we should be doing the same thing would be a thought I would have for us. So that's my thought there. Uh, I hate to revisit the Gordon Hayward topic, but it always seems to be out there, and I just still feel like it's this. I, you know, when when he comes and he plays, and everyone gets to boo on November ninth, um, maybe that'll be closure. But I I think one thing that I've said a lot that I feel kind of continually is reconfirming itself to be true on that whole thing was that Gordon was. We, we looked at it and analyzed Gordon's situation with many items on each side of the teeter-totter. And for Gordon, there was one item on the teeter-totter that mattered, and that was his personal exposure and placement in the league. That's what mattered to him. I'm convinced of it 100%. He could frankly deny it at this point. Um, but I, I, I am absolutely convinced that the single only, it wasn't about family. It wasn't about teammates, clearly. It wasn't about coaches, though Brad Stevens gave him a soft landing spot, so he was willing to move. Um, and so any of his insecurities that might have existed went away. It was about personal exposure in and placement of the league. And nothing, and it's gone perfectly for him, other than the injury. But he was on opening night of ESPN Boston Cleveland. Woj has written a huge story about him today. He was on Barstool Sports. He's launching a show on The Athletic. Like, guys, it's abundantly, obviously clear what he wanted. He wanted to go to one of the basketball meccas so that he could promote his own personal value and exposure in the league. And that's it. Uh, hysterical thing, only in the maniacal way that I think it's hysterical. So, many of you know, my viewpoints on college basketball is just, one, the game's bad, two, the coaching's overrated, and three, it's just totally corrupt. So, I do have to admit, I find this hysterical. So, there's this FBI trial going on right now. And reporter, and it's absolutely exposing the underbelly of college sports. You've got to be reading these articles. Yahoo's Pat Forday's probably doing the best job of it. They're incredible about, you know, this guy is getting 100000 from Syracuse, so he gets 125 from Arizona, so they give him 150 at Louisville, and even and he's getting 25000 for each spring, fall, or summer. He plays for his AAU team that's supplied by the shoe companies. And then an agent has a runner that's working with the father uh, throughout the whole process through his AAU and getting his money coming in. And then that agent will then get – so that agent knows that he gets that player when he goes to goes pro. And they're starting this in their sophomore and junior year in high school. And the shoe companies are paying because they want the guy when he suddenly signs his shoe deal. I mean, it's incredible. And it is all being exposed on the stand right now. The funny part about it 
to me is that the reporters that are covering this cannot bring in any phones or anything other than note paper, and they do not. They turn in their phones, and they get them back at, I think, 5 o'clock Eastern. Well, evident. so then at 5 o'clock Eastern, all of a sudden, there's this, like, diarrhea of information from, and I use that word correctly because it's a stench that's being set out about college sports, that's, that's heading out across the world. And evidently the story is that, like, Every college program is freezing at 5 o'clock Eastern every day to see what comes out that day because they're all guilty, and they all thought they had dodged the bullet other than Arizona and Louisville and the schools who were mentioned. But what's happening now is like Oklahoma State got thrown under the bus the other day, and Creighton got thrown under the bus the other day, and Oregon got thrown because they had offered this player money also, and the dad's on the stand telling the whole thing because he's under – oath and he's got to tell the truth and he doesn't care so he's telling the whole story so you have these coaches in these programs that at five o'clock every day eastern are sitting there like oh my gosh oh my gosh and reading through it to see if they got exposed that day and there's just like one domino over another going now what's really fascinating about it is not one president has taken any action against anybody other than rick patino and the head of the nca mark emmert's not even at the trial so the farce is up. Like, it's crooked. They're paying players. It's run by the shoe companies and the agents. It's totally unfair and, you know, to those that are paying. And it's the most corrupt, illegal exchange of money that exists in sports. And no one even is surprised by it. But it's out there now. And what's telling is that, you know, Sean Miller is pulling the best recruiting class ever. And he is like blatantly known to have offered 150000 for aid on the last year. Today's show is brought to you by Murdoch Hyundai, 4646 South State Street. Uh, the Hyundai brand has is, is really been fun to, for me to get to know. We bought a Santa Fe recently because it peaked out on those safety features. For three rows of seats, it was the most safety features, best price we could get. And then love the Murdoch family. Uh, the experience we had buying there was just terrific. Um, and I do think that it was... Partially uh, that I, you know, I'm a spokesperson for them. But there were a bunch of things that took place that if they didn't have the structure and system inside, they couldn't have pulled off. Like the financing went fast. The communication was great. The tour through the car was great. I mean, I've, we've, I've been in places where you're like, by the, all right, see it. And like, I don't even know how to turn the thing on. Like, I mean, I can figure it out. But like, it's all figured. This was the exact opposite. Jason was terrific. My wife went back twice afterwards with some questions. Absolutely uh, taking care of at a high level. That's what the Murdochs are all about. That's their 92 years in Utah communicating and being a part of this community. The Hyundai brand's got this great value in each of their cars. I love the Ionic. If you're looking for a hybrid and want to, as the fuel prices go up and you want to save some money there, the SUV lineup is the Santa Fe, the Tucson, and then the Kona is the small little whippy one that uh, moves around if you're looking for that single thing. 4646 South State Street. Blake's down in Linden. Say hi to him. Ask him if Jimmy Johnson told him how to do his hair. It's all... Oh, did I say that out loud? Oh, Blake! If you want to play golf with me, I'm going to start taking shots on the ads. It is 4646 South State Street in Murdoch, as well as in Linden. Coming next week on Locked on NBA is... Or the week after next is our preview editions. So that'll be the week before... No, that's coming next week. That's coming Monday. Ah! 
I got to put that together on Monday. That's the preview edition start on Monday uh, for Locked On NBA next week. So make sure you subscribe. It's a great deal of fun. All right, some news notes around the NBA and then Ricky Rubio Culture Club interview. If you're just joining us, there's a great book out there by Daniel Coyle called Culture Club about the best cultures, eight best cultures in the country uh, work-wise. Uh, I read it. Book reported it, sat down with all of our players and asked them questions about it. It's been a fascinating series to listen to how the players answer and what they share about their teammates and the exposure in Quinn and Dennis and Larry, the Miller family, uh, and how the impact is having on the jazz culture. That's coming up with Ricky Rubio. Mammoth story yesterday in the NBA, and that is that Andre Robertson is out for at least two months uh, and will be reevaluated in two months. I interacted online yesterday with some NBA players just because um, I, I was feeling so strongly about this, and everyone else seemed to be kind of, eh. This is a mammoth deal for three reasons. One is Oklahoma City is just way better with Andre Robertson on the floor, even if he's a bad, you know, uh, if he's even if even if you think of him as a bad offensive player, I, as many of you know, strongly believe that offense and defense have a similar impact on the game. And uh, Andre Robertson's offensive influence is un or defensive influence is unbelievable on this team. Uh, the difference is a one oh seven when he's on the floor and a ninety six when he's off the floor. Uh, it and that. I'll tell you what, that is, that's as big a range, that's bigger than Gobert. Um, they're 11, minus 11, 96.4, sorry, when he's on, and 107.6. The biggest in the league are Andre Robertson, Drew Holiday, of all weird things, Kyle Korver, Yogi Ferrell, and Robert Covington. That That's, I mean, it doesn't get bigger than that. And he changes who they are, and he's out. Part two of this is, I don't know when he necessarily comes back. Uh, if this suture is inside the leg, they weren't very clear on it. It's a big deal. He gets reevaluated in two months, which is December 5th. The Jazz play the Thunder on the 10th and the 22nd, and they have no depth. I've talked a lot about 3 through 10 depth. They're going to start Terrence Ferguson or Alex Abrinas. Alex Abrinas is a nice shooter, terrible defensive player. Then that changes who they are. Russell Westbrook, by the way, still hasn't played. He's coming off of a... Fairly significant knee surgery, despite the fact they're calling it minor. It's multiple times they go into your knee. And when it happens late in the offseason, it means it never got better. So this is a team that was one of four teams ranked in the top ten in both offense and defense, but they're missing really their key piece in Andre Robertson. He's as vital to them as any other piece, and for them to be without him is a mammoth thing. And it really puts a huge burden on Paul George, who's been notoriously inconsistent throughout his season. Uh, and what will be interesting to see is whether or not uh, George wears out at all, having to carry the load if Russell's not back right away, and the fact he's going to have to guard the primary defensive player, offensive player in every single game. So... That, to me, is a mammoth story. Brandon Ingram looks pretty good in L.A. This is inevitable. He's a great player, talented, getting stronger, taking off contact, played a little one. He's so versatile. Um, this is this is a big moment for the Lakers if he, in fact, does look better. Uh, that's huge. Uh, Carmelo Anthony played the five last night, which I thought was interesting. That's where Billy Donovan ended up by the end of the playoff series last year. 
Clint Capella was injured and out of the game, and so Marquise Chris kind of got that, didn't have a great game, and they played a little bit of mellow at the five, but that's that might be an answer for them. It's not a defensive lineup. He obviously has no rim protection, but nor does P.J. Tucker, and Marquise Chris is all over the place, so it might not hold either. Uh, so I think that's a pretty interesting uh concept right there of playing Carmelo at the five and maybe having him make him do less mobile things and I that'll will probably help him out a a decent amount I thought it was a smart move when Billy Donovan did it Kyrie Irving says he'll re-sign in Boston if they'll have him Isaiah Thomas said that too by the way uh, but I would suspect that Kyrie's a little better than that but it's interesting there's a little bit of a dogfight going on there to make sure that everyone gets their spot on that roster, uh, which not everyone's going to be able to be on that roster at the end of all of this. Uh, and one little tiny note, I'm not big into um, the preseason numbers of in any way, but according to some of the numbers I've seen, the New Orleans Pelicans are playing a pace right now at 118. We'll see, you know, I don't know if you can hold to that. Um, it, it seems absolutely improbable that any that you could play at a pace of 118, but that seems to be a little bit of where of where teams are. The, the level of speed, even watching the Jazz and the, Thun, and the Raptors the other night, I thought the pace was way up. This game is getting really really fast and I, I that's a so that's worth keeping an eye on um so all right bunch of good stuff out there uh the locked on nba show we'll have for you starting next week uh the preview segments uh monday uh through friday we'll have different shows for you every single day so make sure you jump on that and subscribe to that you'll like that series coming up ricky rubio culture code interview today's show brought to you in part by devin cash of equity real estate devin has been the real estate agent for locked on jazz listeners from the very beginning he was the one of the first people to advertise on the podcast he's been with us the the really the whole time i appreciate him very much for that and what's fun about devin is from the very beginning he told me who he was what uh what his makeup was what he enjoyed one of the things he talked about was first-time home buyers he loves being the teacher to help them through the process guide them through the seemingly you know the level of entry seems crazy as Devin talks about people don't know what it's going to be like they don't know how to go about it they're too scared to enter in they think it could go wrong they think they have to have too much money he'll take you through the whole process and help it out Charity and Ryan from the very beginning uh, sent us a note said we're so happy with Devin was our realtor both in purchasing our new home and selling our old home so they were not a first-timer help reduce it's worry, sometimes stressful situation, his tireless hard work, his kindness in every interaction, support as well. That's been the same thing I've heard from everyone. Uh, Ryan and Natalie Gubler, we worked with Devin as our realtor, buying our first home. He was always extremely responsive with Texas back super quickly, even outside normal business hours. He also went above and beyond in walking us through our home buying process. Amazing resource and such a genuinely good guy. Call Devin at 801-759-1495. You can text him. He'll take you through a free market analysis. He can walk you through the process. He can tell you what you need to actually if you're going to buy a house. Uh, he used to do two free season tickets when you buy or sell your home, but there are no season tickets available anymore, so he's had to alter that. He's done big screen televisions. He's done tickets to certain games. He's done a lot of fun things. 801-759-1495. That's 801-759-1495 for Devin Cash of Equity Real Estate. 
So, Ricky, when you guys all left, everyone at the podium talked about family. Yeah. Like, we're, we became a family. We're going to miss each other. What is that? What is, what is it you guys were all referring to? Well, it's something that you can really uh, make it happen. It just it happens. And what I'm saying is you can force things. It just come natural. And I think because the guys above, like the GM, the owner, or the coach – pick every player not just because the way he plays but because the way he acts and the way he is I think we become a great group of guys coming together and fighting for one thing and um, we get along really well and we have a really good season and not just basketball wise and, and off the court too what are the skills we talk about dribbling and shooting and passing but what are the skills that you have to have to allow this to happen inside a group well, you have to have guys who care about each other, um, guys with, uh, I would say, kindness and, and have an attitude. I'm not going to say don't be mean sometimes, but uh, be a nice people, you know, uh, be a nice person. And, and I think we get along really well. What, you're talking about almost a trust. How to... How do basketball players build trust both on and off the floor? Uh, both ways. Uh, you build trust, giving trust, what I'm saying is sacrificing for your teammate, and uh, then seeing your teammate sacrificing for you. It's it's something that goes around, comes around, and uh, we care about each other, like I said. Um, when we go on a road trip, we, we try to find a time to get together. Uh, we know that um, not everybody going to come, but we're trying to have team dinners and all the stuff. And then on the plane, uh, we're doing our thing, but at the same time, we're trying to do activities together, seeing playing cards or playing uh, video games or, or sharing books, like Epe has a book club, and we're sharing thoughts about which book is he reading and all the stuff. And we're making jokes, of course. We have Joe Ingalls, uh, <laughs> Joker, <laughs> and uh, making jokes. But um, at the same time, we have fun together. In the book Culture Code, one of the things they talked about a lot was two parts. One, for a group to come together. One, that the leader had to show some level of vulnerability, some level. I'm not always right. Sometimes I don't know what's going on, or sometimes I don't have the answer, and I need your help. Do, from a player standpoint, that might be you a little bit as the leading point guard, but let's start it as a coach standpoint. Do you get that from Quinn that at times I'm looking for you guys? I, I, I don't have every answer. Yeah, he looked for advice, and he sometimes uh, uh, make a play, and us as a, as, as a player who are running the play, sometimes we see different things. We we chat, we we talk to him, and he's not that kind of a coach who say, no, we're doing my way or, or that's it. We can change things. Uh, of course, we got to go uh, from some rules, but at the same time, some players, we just change it because the players want to change it, and we commend it. We talk with the coach, uh, and he accepts it. He, in, that's the kind of uh, coach you want to have, uh, one that listens to you, uh, not just listens to and make it happen. So they talk about from an internal standpoint in a successful culture that – one, you have to show, be feel safe, and the other is thus by feeling safe, you're willing to show a vulnerability. And I'll be honest, as I was reading this, thinking of the Jazz, I thought of you. I thought last year was a, ve a year where you showed a lot of vulnerability. You were going through a lot emotionally with your mom. You got the trade. There was 
good night against Minnesota and a bad night against Minnesota that I think mattered to you. Did you feel that you kind of opened yourself up to this group in, in some way in that fashion? Yeah, I think so. And I learned that. I used to be that kind of guy where don't talk about my feelings at all, trying to be an act tough. Uh, nobody's perfect and everybody go through some things and mm, we're not superhumans. Uh, we are players who, who play the right way sometimes and, and have a talent for playing basketball, but we have our issues too and that affect our emotions and we're not have to like hide anything. We just, this is a locker room where you come one day and, and they know right away if something is happening and um, we kind of know how we know each other if 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 some of the players are are down some of them like to be alone and and don't talk to them and some of them just need a hug so you just uh get to know your your teammates uh, get to know your the personnel not the, the the player more the person and that's what makes the team better it's an interesting moment with you last year and Quinn has told the story publicly, yeah. so I'm not revealing it <laughs> moment. But we come off the Atlanta game, which was a tough game for you. Yeah. You have the players' union meeting. I don't know if you even remember this moment. I don't know if you know where I'm going. You have the players' union meeting, and you're getting on the elevator. And uh, do you remember what Quinn said to you as you got on this elevator? Uh, I remember something, but... Uh... So he says, I just reviewed all seven of the shots. They were yeah. good shots. Take oh, him again. Yeah. I shouldn't have taken you out. Yeah, yeah. Ha- that moment, to me, a little bit is everything we're talking about here. Yeah, like I said, uh, we can make mistakes. Uh, we're not going to be perfect. We believe that uh, we're doing the right thing for the team, but sometimes we make mistakes. I, I, I get a lot of turnovers, too, and uh, sometimes I blame my teammate, and after I watch the tape, uh, I see it's my fault. And the next day, I just go to whoever he was and say, look, uh, I just watched the tape, and and you were right. Let's get better than that, and and that starts with the coach. Like I said, um, in the game, you th- you see things that sometimes are not r- the right way, and then like coach in Atlanta, and that was a key moment for me, uh, building trust and building confidence uh, on myself and with the coach. Was there a moment in the season when you realized this team had a little togetherness or something different about it? Look, uh, I was in Minnesota for, for six years, and by the time in January, February, we knew we weren't going to make the playoff, and even if we tried hard. Uh, this last year was a little different. We we lost against Atlanta. We, I think, was touching the bottom, and, and we were like nine games below 500. But I still had something that it wasn't right, that we believe in that team. And... Uh, we show our character, and and it was something different. And and then when things start to turn around in this in that road trip after Atlanta, we won in Detroit, or we went to uh, in overtime, and then we won in 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 Toronto. And then we start believing it, and then we beat uh, Golden State at home, and these three games show the character of the team and, and it, it was a key moment for us to have the success that we had and playing after that it was the most fun basketball I ever played with there was a study that they did in which they had four or five people working on a project and then they bring a a plant in and the plant has negative energy and doesn't actually 
do anything but just somehow destroys the whole productivity of the group. And then the flip side is they do obviously the same thing and bring in the positive energy and the whole group gets better. Who in this group is that positive energy person that kind of picks up or who are maybe multiple people? I think we don't just have one guy. We have a lot of guys who can do that. Uh, an NBA season is really, really long, and you have to have a lot of leaderships in a lot of ways. We always try to find just one, and the strength of this team is the team. When we say that, it's just sometimes, um, of course, we have our leaders and we have guys who, who follow, but at the same time, the team uh, goes first, and sometimes... Uh, we have guys uh, leading off the court, guys leading on the court, and all together we, we're making this team better. All right, final two things for you. You are, in your mind, where as a player right now? Give me kind of your thought of who you are, where you fit in the league, and what's the next step? Where does Ricky Rubio want to go as a player? Well, I think uh, after last season I'm really in a good um Standard. Um, I mean, with being a starting point or in a playoff team, that gives you a lot of credit. Uh, but what is fun in this league is nothing what you did. It's 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 good enough. I mean, you have to prove yourself every day. And then what's ahead is is something that I never be more excited. Uh, I have a lot of confidence. I built a lot of confidence this summer with the work that I put in, and I'm in a situation where uh, they trust me and they want me to be uh, the best I can and I still have a lot in my backpack uh, I really know that I can do a lot of good things and last year was just a taste and I'm looking forward for a great year The Utah Jazz as a team are where right now? Who are you guys right now? Well, we're in semifinal conference uh, I would say top 8 player, top 8 teams in the league and uh, and we're getting better. So where do you want to go to, and what are the obstacles to getting there? Well, uh, at least we're going to get better, and and I think we have a lot of guys who are who gained experience last year, myself, Donovan, uh, Joe Ingles, uh, Rudy. A lot of guys gained experience with last year to get better uh, this year. Where are we going to go uh, as far as we can? And, and only one goal is the championship. If you don't believe in it, if you don't um, see it, you can't make it. And that's what I, I, I think. Uh, um, of course, I dream big, but uh, at the same time, if you don't do that, uh, you won't be ready when the time comes. And I think last last season we did a pretty good job and getting to the semifinals, and nobody gave us uh, nothing. And we won second game uh, on the road and against a team that put uh, the Golden State Warriors at the seventh game. Um, and because Chris Paul got hurt, the same thing with us. I think the, we can take a lot of good things about last year but um, it starts over again we zero and zero and we want uh, we want to have fun like we did special thanks to Ricky Rubio and all the guys hope you've gone back and listened to the old culture club or code interviews if you haven't got them uh, next week coming up on the series uh, we have Tabo Cephalosha Jay Crowder 
Tony Bradley, Dante Axum, maybe, maybe Donovan Mitchell. I haven't sat down with Dante or Ru- Rudy Gobert. It's looking less and less likely like that's going to happen. So we might uh, throw in a Donovan, and then we'll be wrapped up a little earlier than we thought. That uh, has been today's edition of Locked On Jazz. Hope you enjoyed it on the Locked On Podcast Network.